We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey, and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank account paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code car for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code car you're listening to the world's smartest podcast network when i go to sacramento I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 219. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Mikhail Kaplinsky. You can Mr. find Kaplan. me at Turner Sparks on uh, Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. 
also find me at turnersparks.com. This show is at lostinamericapod.com. Kaplan, on the show today, we have Oleg Denisov back to explain. So Navalny, there's an update with Navalny. Um, Oh man, Uh, Navalny was in, as we know, he got got poisoned by Putin. He's an opposition uh, candidate, politician of Putin's. And yeah. uh, you don't want to do that in Russia. You don't want to be running against Putin for anything. Because if you do, you end up getting poisoned on a flight <laughs> uh, to Germany. He ended up getting poisoned. He stuck out. He hung out in Germany for a while, recovered for a few months. And then he came back. Came back to Russia bold. once he was fully yeah. recovered. And you also don't go back to the place where they poked poisoned. the bear. They poked the bear that by doing that, I think, a little bit. You're kind of asking. Is it, it's kind of like going out on a date wearing a really short skirt. With a guy who's got a bit of a record, <laughs> oh, no. you're really you're really asking for trouble here. I mean, I, he went to Russia, he went back, and what happens? Walking down did. a dark alley in in a <laughs> 1970s Manhattan by yourself yes. after going yeah. to see Cats. <laughs> yeah, so he, he went, went back, back to, to Russia and he got uh, he got sentenced to prison. So we're going to talk about that, what's going on. But before we get uh, Oleg in here to explain all that to us, Kaplan Patreon this show. Well, first of all. Pay, yeah, the, the way you can support this show. I know. Listen, we hear it all the time. Everyone loves this show. Okay, everybody. Deal. Put your money where your mouth is if you love this show. <laughs> That's what I have to say. If you, because we have, yes, sometimes we have sponsors. We do today, but the real engine of this show is our Patreon subscribers. They are patrons of the arts. Some people, some people support this show. Uh, some people subscribe to our Patreon page because they just like us and they say, Hey, I can throw those guys five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month because they're putting out good content. I like the show. I like to support small business, which is what we are support small business as they say in America. And then other people support, uh, want to give us five bucks, 10 bucks a month because they want something for it. Well, we got something for five bucks a month. You get Kaplan and I three times a week besides this show, three extra shows a week doing our 30 minute comedy podcast live from the bunker. And speaking of Patreon subscribers, we have two new Patreon subscribers this week, Kaplan. So shout out to Michael Lawrence Jr. Not Mike Lawrence, the stand-up comedian in New York City, no, his, but maybe his, his son. son. We're not sure. Def- surely his son. Now, Mike <laughs> Lawrence, the comedian, him. is about 40 years old, maybe 35 years old. So th- if this is his son, this is an 8- to 10-year-old. So that's, you know, we're an all-age podcast here. Yeah, we are. And shout out to your favorite, Abe Schmidt, Cap. Abe Schmidt. We're going to open. We're already, when you become a patron of it, we start talking business ideas. Abe and I are going to open up a deli. I've already got, I've got some ideas. I've, I drew up the menu while I'm here in Florida. I'm talking to a lot of old Jews. We, I'm telling them about Abe's. They want to make sure there's going to be celery tonic, Dr. Ground soda. We got the whole menu planned out, Abe. So just hit me up. Uh, we'll talk on Patreon and we're going to, that's what we do. We make business plans together. So welcome to the program. Can I give you an idea for the name of, of the, of Abe's deli? Is it Abe's? Honest Abe's. Get, <laughs> Honest Abe's deli. I like it. Honest we, Abe's Deli. Kevin, but that's purchase. also what we do. We get per, on the other show, we get personal with our listeners. We go back and forth. They send us hate mail. We respond to them personally. Uh, yeah. uh, we come up with business ideas. We we make millions over there. So join I join mean, uh, Lost in America pod. Sorry, patreon.com slash lost in America. Five bucks a month gets you the show plus a ton of other stuff over there. Now, oh, also we have something to celebrate. We went to yeah. number one in Pakistan this past week. 
Number one in Pakistan. It's been the talk of the the Kaplan family is very excited. I mean, the waitress comes over to our, our, our t- table, says, how are you guys doing it? last night at dinner? And Teddy Kaplan says, my daddy has the number one podcast in Pakistan. Everybody how am I is doing? Just- <laughs> how do you think I'm doing? I have the number one podcast in Pakistan. That's how I'm yeah. doing. They are, we're shouting it from the rooftops. We are. Everyone is very proud of it. It's a real accomplishment. We're number one in Islamabad. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, this is when, when we set out. Did we ever dream it? Did you believe it? I mean, I was hoping for, you know, Afghanistan, Tajikistan, but Pakistan. I mean, that's a whole nother level. Pakistan's where bin Laden retired. It's a bigger deal than Afghanistan. (laughs) That's where he worked. Retirement's where you want to We should go play. You know, his cohorts are probably still around. We could do, is there a cat skills of Pakistan? We could go play the retirement, you know, the retirement communities. We should play his bunker. That would be the ultimate live from the bunker. Live <laughs> from Bin Laden's bunker. The, the fortress, yeah. So it's got good acoustics in there. He, he used to put out videos. I saw him. So yeah, congrats, congrats to us. That would be and, the uh, one show that I think would, uh, the only show that might piss off the New York Times and Breitbart. Yeah, well. Neither one of us know, would be, uh, neither one of them would be happy with us if we did live from well, Bin Laden's bunker. But well, you know. Can I tell you, I'm not happy with the New York Times right now. So that that's. Okay, uh, why? They, they, I get the feed, you know, people, rec- there are people out there who listen to other podcasts. Can you believe this? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're Shocking. a friend, a friend of mine. I, I can't believe it. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to dox this person, give them the credit, but a friend of mine tweeted out uh, an episode of the daily the other day and said, this was a really great episode. And it was about the New York times podcast, the daily, they do news, the daily. Yeah. It sounds like you're in the deli, like a, like a deli. Abe's, well, deli. Should, Abe's deli. And you know what the title of this episode was? I nearly, their title was. France, Islam, and la, la cite. <laughs> and I say thought, that word again. <laughs> la, la, I couldn't say it when we did the episode. La cite, la cite. And I said, "Where does that sound familiar?" Oh, right. We did the exact same episode like three months ago. I mean, and I'm now glad they- you're bringing this up. The yeah. New York Times rip, rips us off consistently. Yeah. Consistently, uh, a listener—I forget what episode it was—but a listener sent us something the other day. They go, "You should do a podcast about this guy who got arrested." In uh, in India. um, in India, this comedian who got arrested—it's all over. Oh, like maybe it was a New York Times article. These people—they're yeah. reporting, they're breaking the news in the New York Times. I said we broke that news a month ago, buddy. Yeah, unbelievable. It's they—they they must be listening to us. I hope Abe Schmidt and is not a a, a burner account name for uh, the Michael Barbero guy or whatever the Daily. Or that's that's what you know. They're just—they're lurking. They're listening to all of our ideas. They're stealing them. And you know what? I'm gonna steal one of their ideas. I'm going to, you know, the Daily producer was notoriously, or the guy in the air, the Daily, was gay, and then he married his producer, a female, an affair with her, female reporter, okay. became straight. I'm going the other way. I'm going to marry, I'm going to have an affair with producer Matt in honor of this. Uh, there you go. Good for I'm you. Still in their bed. He's very handsome. He's Griffin. a handsome man. <laughs> That's a deep cut. That was a long way to get to that bit, yeah, but I, yeah. I like it. Uh, Cap, let's bring it all. Oh, so we're talking about Navalny here. Um, Oleg, uh, is a uh, the owner of the Steal the Show Comedy Club in Moscow. He's a comedian based out of Moscow. He's gone to he tours the world doing comedy. He's been at the um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival many times. I believe the show is called Russian Troll, the most famous one he had at the, mm, uh, at yes. the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which I want to see if that ever if we can ever do comedy again. Um, I'd love to see that. Stealtheshow.net. You can check out his club. Oleg, welcome to the show. What's going on with Navalny? 
Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, yeah, great to see you one more time. I think it's the third time. Yeah, we're doing this. It's the third Three time. That's uh, what we do. If we have a story, we don't mind going back to it. If if the story develops, we develop with it. We don't just forget it and let it go. So yeah, yeah, of course, because like it is developing. It keeps developing, and like even now, I think uh, <laughs> over the last hour, it's still got new developments because now now oh, it's really? uh, the nation the nation's favorite series and uh, fuck netflix you know. yeah <laughs> oh, you, yeah you got something a lot better than netflix so when we yeah. started i think the first time we had you on he had been poisoned uh yes um and, and then and then we talked about how uh he uh got how he recovered how he um i think well that's actually interesting uh, we didn't. We only talked about the, uh, when he recovered and when they released an investigation of the like murder squad, like FSB's murder squad, and how he called his uh, one of the members of that squad himself. And we talked about that. Yes, uh, he. But we he... didn't talk about anything that happened past this point, which includes um, the uh, investigation about the palace of Putin and his. Uh, uh, and uh, here's him returning to Russia and uh, uh, getting into jail. Well, let's start uh, and from the there. protests so, which ensued. Okay, so just yes. to catch everybody mm -hmm. up, as we said, he got poisoned. Uh, he was a political opponent of Putin's. He got poisoned on a, or he, he felt sick on a flight, right? He was on yes. the flight when he felt sick. Yes. He went to Germany. He was in he a landed. coma for a couple months because of this poisoning. He recovered and then. Um, he released this video, which we were referencing, we which is about, on YouTube, yeah. or I don't know if it still is, but it was on YouTube. Yes, it is. It is where he went hard after um, all of the FSB, which is the new version of the KGB, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, and he went hard after them, releasing names, all this evidence as to how they specifically yeah. names, him. addresses, names, addresses, phone, phone data, numbers. Yeah. And like the, the 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 jewel on the crown was when he actually like on on the day on which the investigation was released, but they didn't know about the investigation yet. He tried his luck basically and called a few members of that killing squad, and like most of them said, "No, I'm going. We're not going to talk." Uh, but one of them was caught off guard and actually talked to him because he was called. He was he used very simple technology of how you change your number to like FSB head office number or something like this. And he talked to him, even though he's like the agent's not supposed to talk, only supposed to talk on like some special like protected line and not just on a regular phone, but he still managed to get some information out of him. Um, so what happened after? Uh, now, uh, he, he announced that he would be returning to Russia and he returned. And uh, in Russia, the situation was like, th that's the reason why he actually can't, um, wasn't able for like the last two years, wasn't able to run for president or for any um, office. Uh, and like his closest, like the members of his team did, some of them. But because he had a suspended sentence, uh, he, he got like, um, uh, he had a trial a few years ago about like, uh, well, like embezzlement or money, money laundering, this sort of stuff, as most of the most of the uh, you know political critics and authoritarian regimes that's what they get they never get accused of like being political opponents they get accused of like you know some, some dirty bullshit charge yeah they yeah, find yeah, something yeah. so was the money laundering is there any credence to any of that is that is there is that well the european the Euro european human rights court already uh like and to which russia is supposed to uh be subject of as well uh the Russian justice system, they already 
confirmed that this is a political case and he shouldn't have been accused of it. And uh, the Ru- Russian Russian government even paid uh, partially the compensation to him because they have to respect the decisions of this court. But they still, but still, because he had suspended sentence this whole time, uh, he wasn't able to run for the office. Uh, and that was the main point of this whole thing. Like that's why he got this sentence. Like th- that's the main reason. So basically, when he returned, and it uh, was uh, already when he announced his return, um, it was already quite clear that uh, what is the line that uh, Russian government will take on this? Probably is that he wasn't uh, res- he didn't respect the terms of his suspended Pearl, sentence. He right? didn't check in. Check in parole hearing or something? Authorities. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's so rich because he was poisoned, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he, I, the guy was just in a coma. He could have kind of like find five minutes, you know, to to check in with his parole officer. Like, isn't that know? the ballsiest thing you've ever heard, Turner? Like, he I didn't realize that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. The, that's why I'm, he's in jail. I've been reading about this story for the past couple of days. I somehow missed the part that the reason yeah. why he's being arrested is because when he was in a coma, he wasn't checking in with his parole <laughs> officer. <Yes. laughs> Amazing. I mean, I you got to hand it to him for <laughs> a sense of humor, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And balls, uh, just pure hubris. So uh, basically, they didn't they didn't charge him with anything new, anything new. It's just this this parole which he broke the rules of, and that's why he's in jail now. But now they're trying to uh, add some more to that. But anyway, if we if we come back to that, yeah. But what happened basically? What what happened basically? Of course, he announced the uh, the plane on which he's coming. He came uh, and he was supposed to come to, uh, there's a three airports in Moscow, uh, four actually, four airports in Moscow, but three like main international ones. And uh, of course, uh, like at the airport, uh, there was like, the, of course, the in the airport, there was this huge uh, mess, like the police wouldn't allow, because because of the COVID regulations, they didn't allow any journalists in, they didn't allow any people in who didn't have tickets. They're Very kind thoughtful. of like so they were kind of, even 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 uh, uh, despite that a lot of people gathered outside the airport in the cold uh, uh, to uh, to meet him, uh, but obviously last moment they just redirected the flight to a different airport, which was also kind of expected, which is also kind of uh, you know screwed up a lot of people's plans. But who cares, you know. So <laughs> just his, basically, they redirected the uh, they redirected a few flights on that day to the different airport just because of Navalny. Um, Wait, and people and, didn't know if like you're on the plane, you didn't know you were going to be landing somewhere else. No, you're just <laughs> oh, yes, just... <laughs> this is just a passenger plane, like a Delta flight or something. You're like I parked. Yeah, yeah. I parked a, in the other lot. Though. It's a low. It's a low. Car. It's a low coaster, basically. It's. A... <laughs> So yeah, and and Moscow is like. Somebody picking me up at the airport. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Navalny got picked up, um, <laughs> so to go. speak, by the police. <laughs> nice. um, everybody else just took their chances, I guess. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, he and he was rejected, and like in Moscow, it's actually a huge distance. Actually, it's like I know a hundred kilometers, hundred kilometers or something, like hundred miles, because like the the airports are on the different parts, different sides of the city, like outside the town, wow. outside town, on different parts. It's completely. Uh, yes. Yeah, so basically what happened is that uh, uh, he, as soon as he went through the customs, uh, he got arrested. Uh, Just right and away. It was very, yeah, yeah. And this was very sort of like, a, uh, you know, like it, it was still documented by some like journalists and bloggers who kind of had the foresight to go to a different airport. 
and uh, it was you know like he hugged his wife and he got taken to jail and that's it wow um, and so did he and, uh, but, know yeah go yes. ahead uh, yeah, but it, it's not like the end because, like, all of this, all of this thing is really surreal. I mean, even for our standard, I, I can't imagine how it is for you, really. Like, I mean, even for even by our standards, it, it's screwed up completely. Because uh, what happened next is he got taken uh, not to like one of the Moscow, like, what's the place? What's the English name for the place where there's uh, people? Are, it's not jail, but it's the isolator place where you get before the, a holding uh, cell we call it a holding yeah, like a cell. holding cell whatever like, yeah so it yeah. wasn't like in some in the center of moscow but it was in himki which is out which is like a little satellite town uh, of moscow so he got taken there he got taken uh, and he spent the night there without like any phones or anything he wasn't able to call his lawyer or anything and then yeah. he just got taken out of the cell uh and he comes into the main room of the police station and he sees that the court is happening there. So there is a judge and the prosecutor. In the everything. police station. Yes, because they use some because they use some 1960s uh, law, like Soviet kind of like uh, uh, possibility in the um, criminal code that in some cases, if blah, 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 something sometimes court can do uh, like... Uh, a session not in the court but in some other public building and stuff so nobody has ever used it for like 70 years wow covid restrictions (laughs) not the reason (laughs) no no not the covid restrictions just uh so even there yeah he was able he met he met his lawyer only in the court so they weren't even able to communicate before uh it happened so the lawyer was there and Um, is there do you guys have juries uh, well, sometimes, but not on this sort of case. Not in this case. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. For this guy. So, no, a lot <laughs> of yeah, for him is a no, lot of uh, yeah. It's twelve things. Putin's. It's, it's Putin's <laughs> daughter, Putin's cousin. <laughs> That's the twelve. They could people. have. They could have a jury, like you know, a guy from FSB, a guy from the police. <laughs> like, yeah. Trump. They're all different, different, different professions. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Uh, so he got basically. Um, uh, the, it was uh, adm- like they admitted that he uh, kind of he broke the ter- the terms of the parole by being in a coma and being in Germany. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, and and they um, uh, put him to jail for the rest of the um, for the rest of the uh, sentence, which is I think t- uh, two and a, two, two, two something two two years and something. Like I read two, two years and eight months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and this, what you see, if you're watching this on video, is what you see in uh, my uh, background is the photo from the rallies, which happened after that. The rallies, which were, of course, like uh, not uh, allowed by the by the government. Uh, to support but, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of to support him and to support like in general, we have a lot of political prisoners, but just, of course, mostly it's because of him. So it was... And that happened not just in Moscow, and that was the biggest uh, like su- surprise probably to the to Putin and to everybody. It didn't happen just in Moscow and St. Petersburg, but it happened in a lot of like regional centers around, like across Russia, like uh, that- starting from the far east and like everywhere. Uh, yeah, we saw them in big. like Siberia, right? Like in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not yeah. just in Moscow and St. Petersburg. Of course, they were the biggest ones in Moscow and St. Petersburg because they just. Uh, by far the biggest cities but 
yeah, it happened everywhere. And I went to this, to this one um, on Pushkin Square, Square, the main sort of uh, square. You went to this, it? Um, yes, yes. I actually, mm, I was, uh, um, I was going out more and more uh, because actually I, I had COVID. It was my, my, uh, before that I had, um, oh, uh, I had tough. COVID on the last, on the last uh, day of, uh, of 2020. That was my go away present. Uh, For 2020? Of, yeah. Bye 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 2020. Uh, bye bye Oleg. There you go. It's a virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of spent my New Year's holidays and, um, <clears throat> ill um so but that's uh, kind of meant that i'm now immortal and i can do anything so is kaplan they're in florida <laughs> Wait, he's on vacation in florida yeah. right now are you saying you got it yeah. in one of those protests or are you no no it was right? before oh. it was before oh, okay, so okay. by the time i oh, was so now you can do it i got you yeah 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 i mean i would probably have done it anyway so you know I so i would have told if the police came up to me i'd say oh i have covid i'm trying to infiltrate here and get everyone sick so let me <laughs> first of all when yeah. Sorry, when he was coming back, when he landed, was the assumption from you and or just like the general public that he was definitely going to get arrested? Did everyone know for sure he would get arrested? Well, yes. Uh, it depend. It all depended on uh, kind of the the, the versions were uh, like from him being arrested straight off the plane or in the airport or him taken to under house arrest or anything like that. But it kind of every all, all of the every version contains some sort of a detention for him. And is uh, it based? Is that because the media kind of? I know like the the general or what do you call it, traditional media is. Um, on the side of the state government run and state run. Yes, of course. Yeah. So was uh, the traditional so, media kind of putting it out that, Hey, he's, he's committed these crimes. He's broken parole. So you shouldn't yeah. like him when he comes back or. Yeah. But that's the thing though. We kind of missed like the important part of the puzzle when we were talking. Cause like what okay. happened right after he was arrested is that he released like his channel, his team released, uh, the new and mo by far the most popular um, investigation, which is called Putin's Palace, uh, the history of the world's largest bribe. Uh, and it got uh, 100, I think by now it got like 120 million views or something on like YouTube. This. Yes. And most of them from Russia, of course, like not all of them, but more than a half from Russia. Uh, so the and and that's and and the justification for this was that he that he didn't he of course it was ready long before yeah but he released it when he got to Russia and he got into prison because he didn't want uh, the people he want, didn't want people to think oh that he's releasing this while sitting safely in Germany why so who cares. Well, that's that was uh, that was the uh, that's why he's uh, you know he's uh, um, an important politician and we're not you know <laughs> that's because he understands how to do it because that's I mean... uh, you know that had a much greater effect of course that he uh, while already taken by the um, by the police he is already defeated but then he delivers he the most the, the most striking you know the biggest strike. And uh, yeah, and so uh, and so these protests were, of course, fueled not just by his uh, imprisonment, but also by this investigation as well. He seems so. What did it talk about in the? And I want to get to you yeah. at the protests in a minute here. But what yeah. what did it talk about in this thing about Putin? It was 
kind of revealing all of his secrets there was a private palace or something like that somewhere uh yeah well yeah i mean like the, the information about this palace i think it it's uh the, the first information about this palace which exists and which is kind of like uh first they try to deny it but now they kind of try to just cover it up and saying oh it's not for putin and like whatever but every but the point is that it was first revealed in i think during medvedev's presidency like about eight, eight years ago and it was revealed by one of the contractors of this and he provided all the documents and like who, how everything worked how the schemes work how the uh, it was financed by like bribes from oligarchs and like it was supposed to go to some kind of uh, developmental projects or sort of like charity projects but like it never actually got it and like all the money went into a huge like one billion dollar palace for putin uh and uh, yeah um, so, uh, and, and that, but that was kind of buried for, for a while, for some reason, like, you know, yeah. uh, but now uh, what Navalny did is he, uh, because the, the pro the project was ongoing, like it was getting, like the palace was getting built and rebuilt and like more money got into it. So now he, ba and, he, and Navalny basically revealed everything, like every, uh, like benefactor of this, like all the schemes, like who paid which money when to whom, and so on and so on and so on. So basically, now it's uh, very vivid and very um, uh, clear, like what is there. Um, so and uh, so that was basically like the yeah the 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 most um, and that's the most popular by far the most popular investigation on his channel. Um, so it's and so all he's showing the together. corruption. The clear corruption yeah. of the Putin regime. Yeah, and not just regime, but most importantly, that is for Putin himself, because that's the usual line of defense by Putin. Not he doesn't talk about it himself, but that's how kind of uh, that's how he's seen by like that's how he's presented by like the television and you know the state media. That oh yeah, well there you know there are some uh, t uh, officials which are corrupt. You know, they're corrupt. Yes, and even Medvedev is kind of corrupt. You know, remember what Navalny showed about Medvedev? Well, he kind of, but <laughs> well, Putin. <laughs> but Putin is not. <laughs> but this is what the know. state media will say. Yeah. Yes. And yes. what about? Um, I read about TV rain. Um. Is TV rain? They said that TV R A I N, like the rain. Yes, TV yes, rain, rain uh -huh. is um, an online, maybe like a YouTube channel that most people under the age of forty get their news from. Is that correct? Uh, I, I don't know about most people, but the point is, like, uh, TV rain was the uh, sort of liberal free free thinking channel uh, on some uh, uh, not on the main. Um, Mm, like line of tv channels like first second and so on but it's it was uh working in like big towns and like uh it, it, during again during medvedev like during during that time like of, of relative liberalization yeah uh and then after putin got back to power uh they uh, uh found a way to stop uh, like financing it and kind of to uh get this uh channel off the network Oh. So now it exists as uh, it's not on YouTube, but it's on stream, sort of like a streaming, streaming. subscription thing. Okay, uh, it's still but young people. Popular. Young people are who are they? The audience, the young people. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Because uh, I guess the course, idea like, being that it almost like um, if you watch, I, I find it interesting because I, I understand a country that says, okay, all media is free. Everybody say whatever you want. And nothing's controlled by the government. I also understand when a country says, 
100% of the media is controlled by the government. But the Russia model, I don't totally understand because your TV, your, your tra traditional t uh, media is controlled is the, by the government. But then online, you guys can do and say whatever you want, right? Well, uh, that's that is changing. That is changing. Uh, uh, first of all, like uh, I, I think the reason why it's not shut down is because they monitor it very closely at how uh, you know uh, it's it's the same with Navalny, right? When he got poisoned, uh, he was you know he was a nuisance for a long time. Yeah. But they didn't. He wasn't perceived as dangerous. And even and so now, uh, where while you know the biggest part, like the the majority of the country. Uh, you know, the people over a certain age are influenced by television, mostly by television, sometimes by television alone. They don't see the need to control the Internet that much, but they are thinking of it and they already they already laid down the, uh, you know, the, the groundwork for this, the new legislation and the new uh, technical possibilities. Uh, and so as prime minister, um, uh, uh, revealed like I think he said like I think um, a week ago or something that yes we are ready to uh, get uh, cut off from the global from the world wide web so it would be just like our own internet and it would work Russia would without, have their own internet yes yeah like yeah. the China model and, yeah 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 and the groundwork oh. for that was laid over the last few years uh, you know they 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 know what they're doing you know you can't you can you should you should give it to them you know. They have less, uh, right. less viruses that way. It's, I, you know, we're going to get into, I want to, in, in just a second, yeah. I want to get got, into your experience at yes. the protests. But before we do that, Kaplan, Ola, oh, Ola, have you heard of, do you know Magic Spoon? Uh, is it the one with cocaine? <laughs> it is not. Yes. No, no, it is not. <laughs> but it's better. It's better, better than, than cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. Magic Spoon is our sponsor. It is our first ever sponsor. We've been doing this show for four years. We finally got this company. This company. Uh, we finally got a sponsor, and Magic Spoon stepped up to the plate. So we want all of our listeners, if you want us to continue to be able to do this show, support Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash lost, L-O-S-T, for $5 off your order when you put in lost at checkout. And I think lost just comes up anyway when you go to checkout. Kaplan. You put the, yeah. But it's cereal. It's grain-free cereal. Basically what it is, oh, like when we were kids, I don't know how they did this in Russia. You might have had the same experience, maybe different. But in America, we're all, you know, we're all fat slops. So when we're kids, <laughs> the sugar's all, the, the cereal's all full of sugar and your parents just feed it to you. They're like, yeah, they give you chocolate, sugar. strawberry, cookies. They give you all sorts of crap. One that tastes, it's yeah. like cinnamon. It's like toast dipped in cinnamon. And then yeah. that's the cereal. Did you guys it's have like sugary cereals as kids? Uh, we had the possibility, uh, I think, in my childhood already, we had a bit, but mostly it was unsugared. Well, oh, okay. The Russians. That's yeah, why we they, also had that. Yeah, that's the way to go. So <laughs> Magic Spoon should go to Russia because it would be very popular there. But anyway, so that's what we had. It was also that option when we were kids. And that's what my family made me was the unsugared, you know, which would be fine if I was in Russia around everyone else who wasn't eating sugar. But I'm in America yeah. with all these fatty boomba laddies eating sugar all day. And I get jealous yeah. of them. Now, Magic Spoon has come up with the perfect blend of both. It is all the flavor of the sugar cereals. It tastes like the sugar cereals, but it's no sugar. It's grain-free, yeah, zero, zero grams of sugar, three net grams of carbs, 11 grams of protein. It's like eating eggs. It's the same amount of protein as eggs. So, so now you don't have to you can... <laughs> drink eggs. Yeah, they, 
And you don't have to, you know, I'll, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big weightlifter. You could see me here in the video. I've been drinking protein shakes my whole life. You know, protein shakes, you got to put milk in a thing. You got to put the powder in. You, I, I literally, it's such a pain in the ass to do a protein shake. This is so much better. You could mainline it, take cereal. Like you said, you can take a whole fistful. I, you know, my, my blender, you know what I do with my blender? I smashed it. Smashed it on the ground the other day, threw it out. Not, not even a lie. That's a true story. I broke it, threw it out, <laughs> done with the blender. I am. I can't, my kids are upset. I can't make the milkshakes anymore. That's another story. So I'm done with protein shakes. I'm only, this is where I get all my protein in the morning. It's Magic Spoon. And they have a big, big news turner we need to break to our audience. We have a new flavor. Gigantic news. Yeah. yeah. Blueberry we- is out. Peanut butter is in. in. They have peanut heard- butter flavored cereal. Yeah, it sold out. They they released it in limited edition in 2020 a couple times. Every time they did it, it sold out immediately. So these guys, they're smart. They said, you know what? The people want the people have spoken. And you got peanut butter flavor, and they've got the cocoa flavor. You put them together. You got. Do you guys have that in Russia? The Reese's peanut butter cup thing, where you put it. You know, you make a peanut butter cup. It's a we actually lovely... we don't we don't eat peanut uh, butter. We don't have. Oh this my tradition. god. <laughs> they don't eat peanut butter. You don't eat peanut butter at all. No, Even after no. the Cold War is over, eat some peanut butter. Come on, seriously, <laughs> indulge. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think Coca-Cola found a way to our market, but peanut butter didn't manage. Peanut Listeners, butter. somebody be a listener to send Oleg some peanut butter magic spoon. <laughs> he needs it or some peanut butter. <laughs> what Kaplan's trying to say, I think, uh, is if you mix the cocoa flavor and the peanut butter flavor into your cereal, it tastes like eating a, a peanut butter cup, a Reese's exactly. peanut butter cup. But and I can say that because that's but not another cereal brand. That's not a cereal. No, that's not a violation of our terms. We went over that's this. That's not a violation. <laughs> Magicspoon.com slash loss. Zero sugar, 13 grams of protein, four grams of carbs, keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, which is bad news GMO for all you free. idiots who like to put soy sauce in your cereal, but everybody else, low carb, GMO free. I don't even know what GMO stands for, but I don't have to worry about what it stands no, for. It doesn't you don't. have it. You don't want GMOs. It'll mess your whole life up. 140 calories per serving, Kaplan. Yeah, and I'm not waving the box in the video because I'm on the road right now. But uh, show it up. Show, show them what it looks like one more time, Turner. There it is. Right, Look at that. Here's the and box. It, I've eaten all of mine. This is an empty box. <laughs> Magic Spoon, if you're listening, yeah, I need more send cereal. Send us more. They sent me four boxes. They can't send Kaplan four boxes. We sold out right away. Cap, also, here's an important point. We only have a couple of these left i think this is our second to last ad with them the I'm only way sad. they're going to ap- keep advertising with us is if our listeners buy this cereal so go to magicspoon.com slash lost and uh get five dollars off but buy it for like, buy, we used to say buy, it, buy it, for it for you buy it for us at this point no and we should and we should say they offer we forgot 100 percent happiness guaranteed and we know this is true because we have a listener I mean, jose who wrote us in a letter and he said he, he bought the magic spoon he said I won't say the flavors names, but he said four flavors, three of them he loved. One of them just wasn't for him. He didn't like it. He wrote I think to it was the company, blueberry, told, the one they got rid of anyway. Yeah. He told them, he said, look, I love the product. Just let you know, I don't like this one flavor. It wasn't for me. You know what they did? They said full refund, not 25% refund because he didn't like one flavor. 100% is the guarantee happiness. 100% it is. They give him all his money back. So now all of our cheapskate listeners are going to just send back one box and keep the other three and try to get all their money. If all of our listeners, is it actually worse for us if all of our listeners buy it and then return it? Because then they're losing money on us. So don't do that. I'm just saying it's an option. Happiness guaranteed. All all right. Let's. Okay. 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 That's (laughs) it. Magic spoon. Just come on. Renew with us. Okay. Now back to, oh, like, what was it like? Now, now back Good to the segue. Show. Wait, now a word from your local sponsors. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Oleg, sit right there. 
Now a word from your local sponsor. From from our, my local sponsor. Yeah, I, I I thought of a I thought of a slogan for that. Like if we if we sold it if we sold it in Russia or just in general, I think uh, how to like for this uh, um, cereal is sort of like um, uh, get, don't get fat but still have a childhood. There you go. Oh, that's good. How does it sound that? in Russian? How how would you say it in Russian? Не будь жирным, но все равно, чтобы было детство. Eat like yeah. a fat American, but not yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, yeah, and we should we should have like Without a fat American fat. crossed out like this. Yes, <laughs> like a cross-eyed, stupid fat American. We are ready to bring yeah. the cereal to Russia. I love it. Mouth breather. Oh, like but, let's but, get it. But it's uh, it's so uh, funny because it's reminding me of the like because you were talking about all these flavors, and I I still haven't got like completely the full kind of you know flavors and and smells after COVID uh like it's it's been a long time but i still uh kind of uh, don't uh have the, the the sense of smell which is exactly the same it used to be and i remembered um uh like w- it was the weirdest sensation for me did you have that uh i didn't lose my i didn't lose my sense of smell my wife did though so it was which was great around the house because i didn't have to shower well you know what can cure your sense of smell is a little uh fruity uh magic spoon Yes, get put it right fruity, up to maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but but I remember it's, it was it was such a uh, such a strange sensation for me because like uh, and I, at this time I figured out that probably the way we kind of perceive our brain is a little bit wrong because when because uh, usually we have this idea that we have like this sort of animal brain which just wants something and then we have sort of like a conscious brain which makes a decision to do something and then I realized that we have something third as well because like after like three days after I, I lost my sense of smell and taste. I, um, I I I had this thought. I like I haven't eaten anything tasty for a while, and I was like, "Hmm, that's a str- that's strange." Okay, so I'll go online. I order uh, like uh, some food delivery. I order some food to to cook something tasty, and I paid the money. And then I just went, "Hang on." So it's kind of I think we have a third thing, which is like a social media brain. Like a, like an app, like an app device sort of brain, which just does something without consulting with the others. Because like the first, so the animal brain went, oh, I want to eat something tasty, and then the 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 the, the device brain just went, oh yeah, I'll do it, it. I'll do it. Do and I did it. I paid the money, and then the conscious brain just went, guys, have you been watching the news for the last twelve months? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but I all, I, I the point is, I didn't get it uh, completely now. Yeah. Uh, no. even now that's it's different for you everybody still can't smell that's insane yeah, yeah well that helps when you're out in the crowds at a uh at a rally you don't have to smell yes. all the yes. you know smelly people so yeah. what was that like yeah. at, yeah. in the um did mm-hmm. the people i guess in general did the people immediately are people split on this are there people saying well navalny belongs in prison and other people saying well come on this is ridiculous Mm, well, uh, people people who are at the rally, uh, of course, uh, they all kind of work, you know, they, they have solidarity about this point. But sometimes you just get, um, uh, sometimes you just get uh, surprised at how, like what sort of people, what sort of people actually would think that Navalny is uh, uh, like a, a criminal and he should be in jail. Because like, it's not as simple as like, oh, this is the TV channel for like people over 40 from the big towns who think this and that. Yeah. It's not as simple, especially in Russian society. It's not as simple. Uh, I used to have a talk with a friend who's like a, an English uh, journalist uh, here. And she said, uh, she's kind of complained that she has, she says like, oh, I have, um, 
I have a friend uh, like I kind of uh, uh, and she's like a uh, normal and adequate and like she's like a party girl like big city party girl and she uh, and now I stopped talking to her because she uh, was going on about how Navalny is a, like a, a criminal and should be in jail and so on you know uh, and I and, and I said like well you know like you as you said she's a party girl but just in a different sense you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Party girls. Uh, yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> wow. Uh, but uh, but in general, yeah, it's not as it's not as simple. But people who were at the rally, of course, uh, were solid, like had solidarity on this, and uh, a lot of the uh, you know the imagery that they used in their um, uh, posters or the just items that they brought with them uh, were referring mostly to uh, the uh, film about Putin. Um, and um, uh, it, the, the main symbol of this, the main symbol of the protest became actually a toilet brush. Why is that? Uh, because uh, in the film, it says that in the, uh, f- on the farthest end of like Putin's sort of like estate in a place where they just make wine and stuff and like he never, never actually goes there himself. Uh, 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 so basically, it's like the least important building of the whole thing. Um, uh, the toilet brushes and the toilet cost a thousand euros. Wow. Because uh, <laughs> they come from golden. Uh, like a f- factory. Yeah, like literally like golden toilet brushes. Yeah, sure. so a toilet brush hope- became like the... Uh, like I, I, bought a, I, I bought a toilet brush. Everybody bought a toilet <laughs> nice. brush. And uh, it was the main symbol Did of this. Seem- did you feel like it was dangerous to be there? I mean, I read like 2,500 people got arrested at these rallies. Uh, more, 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 especially on the second one. There's even more. more. I think the police, the, uh, like this time it went, I think uh, Putin kind of mixing up with Lukashenko recently a lot kind of uh, yeah. uh, helped him find a way to deal with this because now it has been probably the um, the the hardest and, you know, the most... Uh, uh, violent uh, behavior by the police than ever before. How normal is protesting sec- usually? Like, is it? Because in my well, mind, I didn't know, think so- they protested. You were allowed much in Russia to freely protest. <laughs> Uh, well, the point is that it's kind of it's it's a, they, they did this trick with the legislation. Of course, uh, in our constitution, we have this idea that like every people can uh, peacefully, without arms, without anything, can uh, gather and rally and you know speak their mind and whatever. And this is the, right. in the, in the Russian constitution. Yes, uh, but then they kind of uh, passed this law about like mass gatherings, which it says that. Uh, 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 to organize some kind of rally or mass gathering, they should notify the government. It still doesn't go against the constitution so that they need to be notified, not to ask for permission. But on practice, it, you know, they never, they, they kind of, they say, we notify that we want to do it here. And they say, oh, we actually have like a flower festival here or yeah. like whatever. And so <laughs> you can't do it here. Day. You We're can't booked. do it here. So, but you're welcome to rally like uh, outside town on some, you know, uh, former like tank training ground or whatever you know <laughs> like literally yeah, 10 that's miles how it's been for years city, no problem yeah 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 because yeah. i was impressed uh, so, I saw so people- in, pra- in so in practice uh, and then they changed the language of this so firstly it would be a rally which is not um, um uh, which is uh, not permitted and then it's uh, n- now they call it illegal which is there's no such thing as an illegal rally but since all the state media has been calling it illegal, yeah. that they try to form the opinion of the people who watch the state media that these people right. are criminals and they deserve to be beaten up by the police and put in jail. So yeah. did you right. feel like you were in danger at all? 
Well, you know, everybody was in danger. Like, I mean, of course, the, the closest you are physically to the police, uh, like their their vans and everything, the the more you are in danger. I, I didn't, I wasn't in the immediate danger. So, so, but uh, uh, you can, you are always in in some sort of danger, you know. And many people after this were. Um, uh, detained for a long time and this was also the difference because you and and the uh all the uh like temporary cells for this sort of thing in moscow were full uh so they would take it take them outside of moscow and people would wait for like a few days without food in the mm. in the vans and you know like just pissing on each other I mean, in vans on the floor yeah yeah, we saw videos of people like I, I saw them here of people like throwing snowballs at police officers and whatnot. And yeah, was, like, yeah, there was a bit of so, that. But but the point so is bravery, like that, but were they all I'm sure arrested afterwards. Yeah, uh, but yeah. the point is yeah. like that there's never been this harsh and so many people who never who grew up in like uh yeah, like there is a lot of problems with freedom, but they never actually, you know, spend like ten days in you know, in a cell for eight people with thirty right. people in. Yeah, uh, right. and you know, like, and there, and in prisons in Russia, and all sorts of like cells, they're horrible. They're kind of like they have this. They don't have a proper toilet, and it's just basically the room, and there's a hole in the corner, and that's it. Like that's that's why you that's why you do your business. Have you Is gone to prison in for a... any of these no. any of these rallies? No, no, no. But one of the comedians which performed with us actually went there for about ten days this time, and so uh, like I think on, on the first rally he got detained, and he got he spent about ten days there, and it was. Like, uh, he needs to get some, uh, as he says, he needs to get some, uh, you know, like not therapy because Russians don't believe in therapy, but some kind of like Vodka. a time. <laughs> yeah, just a time on his own to kind of get used that he can actually go to the toilet without, you know, 20 people oh, yeah. looking at you. Oh, and, God. Uh, we can just, get him. There's you know, a lot of normal. There's an abundance of therapists in New York City. We can get him a Zoom yeah. therapist. Yeah. He wants to be a, com a comedian in America and you do therapy. That's part of the shit. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's not because you got put in prison for 10 days no. in a Russian prison. Because your mom was mean to you. Yeah, your mom was mean <laughs> to you mom. 30 years ago and nicer yeah, your to your brother. And so now I, I got this. I got stage. this poetic. I got this poetic image a little bit from this from this first rally, which because uh, um, uh, on Pushkin's Square is the first McDonald's which opened in the uh, Russia, the, 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 that yeah. that one. The, like, Where's the, the Carl's 80s, Jr. The 1980s one, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, during it, of course, during the rally, like they didn't uh, admit people to at some point, like because there's too many of them, didn't admit anybody in to kind of to eat. But you could get in if you say the magic word, which is uh, can I go to the toilet, please? Because uh, McDonald's, is, I don't I don't know how it is in America, but in Russia, it's primarily a toilet, and then <laughs> like true. everything else. Like a free toilet because we have like uh, not enough of them. So free toilet is first, and everything else is just you know like some kind of fluff yeah. that you know you oh, Americans like... use to break our natural cultural code and stuff. <laughs> so and, and, and <laughs> so the point is right. I, I want to finish want... this this bit that um, uh, and everybody went there and and people who the protesters went there and the police riot police in full equipment also just went. Can you go to the toilet, please? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, they kind of went down the stair. We all went down the stairs, you know, side by side. And there was no hostility, you know. It was, huh. and like, you know, standing at the next, at the urinal next to each other. It was, there was no hostility. I remember, Urinals you know, unite uh, people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you remember in uh, the, I don't know, uh, in the Book of Jungle, you know, by Rudyard Kipling, the, the, uh, they had such thing as the water truce is when <laughs> there's not enough water in the yeah. jungle. Uh, the, the the predators and the prey they all stand side by side at the river and nobody attacks anybody 
and that, yeah. that reminded me of that you know like if, so if you need to go to the toilet uh you know there's no police and rioters it's just people it's amazing it's and that's truth. really like such a basic necessity that ultimately in this in- entire protest from Navalny, mcdonald's employees are the real ones in charge yes if, if they don't let you <laughs> they're in, gonna negotiate the peace deal you can't go to the bathroom and then and then you're done whether you're a cop yeah. or whoever you are um yeah, that's a so did you see people getting arrested while you were there Yes, 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 a lot. And sometimes people try to kind of, you know, grab them, kind of, I mean, in conflict. Like, in Russia, that's the most important thing. And this is the, the thing which unites, like, the, which is common in Russian and Belarusian protests. Uh, unlike, for example, protests like in France or in America, that they're completely nonviolent. There's literally nothing violent about them. There's no, nobody, you know, like there was one, there is a video, or basically there was one guy who was from Chechnya, uh, but he was kind of, he got very agitated and uh, he actually had a fight with police officer and kind of, you know, kicked some ass and, uh, you know, we all for, for oh, him, of course, but he's, uh, but he's um, uh, obviously going to jail for a longer time for this. Right. You don't uh, do, but there's no course, violence because there's real consequences, is what you mean. Like, you know, I mean, but there's no that. violence yeah. because people, you know, don't, uh, they don't uh, in post-Soviet countries, you know, like with all the civil wars in the 20th century and all this sort of like, uh, history of uh, repressions you know people are not quick to jump to violence and uh, you know and he did that just not because he premeditated just because he just kind of got agitated really quickly because he's like southern you know blood and this sort of thing he actually got oh, you know into a fight yeah 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 um so the point is like they're completely non-violent and uh, there is a video like a quite a quite a horrible video in st petersburg and just people are um, uh carrying like a guy into the into the uh, van and uh, uh like a 50 year old woman just comes to talk to them oh why are you why are you taking him there what did that. he do yeah. and then it, and the policeman just kicks her in the stomach and just falls and she, she just you know f- comes flying and uh, uh you know concrete it was um, like that buffalo a guy we had in america that old man who got knocked over yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, remember that. I saw that. Kicked her in the stomach. Yeah, but what but about? that's the yeah. difference, you know, because in France and in America as well, you know, the storming the capital, everything is people, and in general, people are actually able to have like they can have guns with them. In Russia, like in in Belarus, the protests are completely peaceful, and like there is not a single video or any sort of evidence which would prove otherwise, you know, apart from like some incidents which clearly aren't premeditated, like the one with the Chechen guy. Yeah. And so the violence, the police violence is completely unjustified. And so what they do is they try to, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, make people fear, uh, you know, make people afraid to go to peaceful rallies, which they have the right to, you know. Um, and what a lot of, it, uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. At your comedy club, are people, do they have to watch what they say on stage and stuff like that? Or is that still totally do whatever you want, say whatever you want? Uh, at this point, yes. At this point, yes, because uh, again, like uh, even even YouTube, it uh, doesn't get that much censored, and uh, whatever happens at a live show for fifty people doesn't really bother them. Uh, yeah. But of course, you know, we understand that this is all, and the internet, the freedom of internet, the freedom of kind of performing at a club, it's just as uh, is just relatively safe as long as they don't see a threat and when and they already prepared everything if it becomes a threat if it if they see it as a threat i think they already see internet as a threat so that's why the uh, all the recent measures oleg went. i know that feeling well based <laughs> off my history in comedy 
in the country I used to live in. Um, in China. Yes, it was. We always knew we were okay until we weren't okay. And we knew that that not being okay could happen at any moment at any time. And finally it did happen and nothing yeah. happened to us personally, but the club got shut down and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just kind of like, we'll exist until we can anymore. Okay, and yeah, while we're here, yeah. we'll have fun. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. that was kind of it. What about the movement? I've read that um, Navalny's movement now that he's in prison, does this take the, does this stop? Do you think this is going to, do you think his, the anti, I don't know if anti-Putin's the right word, but I guess anti-Putin, um, anti-corruption movement, do you think it will keep going or does it need Navalny to keep going? Uh, well, after after the rallies, after the rallies, they detained and arrested a lot of uh, members of his uh, team. Uh, and they try, they try, of course, they search for every opportunity to put them away for a longer time, but mostly it's going to be for a short time. And of course, like with him in prison, it's harder. But the point is that, uh, you know, the, the, the sentiment against Putin uh, is not going anywhere, like the, the negative sentiment against, like against Putin, it's never going anywhere. It's, it's, it's just growing. And the recent polls, even by the state uh, um, ever, uh, polling right? agency, it shows that the, the support is still falling. And, and, and uh, the, especially f uh, for amongst younger people, uh, it's, it's really low. So this is not going anywhere. This is this is not changing, and that's the big. The, that's the. It's kind of it's kind of like a lockdown, you know. Like it's uh, they. There, there's nothing to do. They can't make these people. And as as younger, you know, every new generation will be completely against Putin. Nobody will yeah. change that. The same as within Belarus, you know, yeah. it's just gonna be. For now, it seems like they are just taking the hard line. Just it's uh, it's um, uh, you know physical physical violence. That's it. Yeah, yeah um, it's the, the numbers on that that I read were in 2018, Putin had 49% approval rating. And now two and a half years later, he has 29% approval Something rating. Something like that, yeah. So it's yeah. dropped by about 20%, two, whatever, two-fifths. Uh, Cap, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, is Navalny, what type of prison is he in? Is he in, is it just like, like he has no, is it like a hard, mm. like he has no, no access to anybody or people... Or do we, yeah, so do he's supposed to go. He's supposed to go to the colony, which is I think we discussed the colony thing uh, with you, maybe or did, didn't we? So it's kind of like it's not like the hardest type of prison. Like right. it's not like, like where murderers go, but it's kind of where people who kind of uh, commit fraud and this sort of stuff go. So the it's white kind collar of, criminals. It's more so. relaxed. It's kind of it's usually somewhere in the fresh air, and you need and you do some uh, you know tasks. Uh, and uh, you're allowed to see uh, kind of visitors and like it's not really it's not the hardest type of prison anyway right. uh, but to... but now he's still not there because they are now suing him for another reason uh, which they also started started uh, like before he got poisoned but basically uh there was like uh it's a ridiculous thing and he's like he's kind of making uh, a show out of this whole trial himself and it's, it's really funny um because uh, basically what happened is that there was a video where a lot of people sort of different professions and kind of like mostly just people from the russian establishment and like you know uh, actors who support putin and this sort of thing and they uh um, um it was a video about how good it is the, the constitution reform is how good the constitution reform is and they all talk about like, oh, it's, uh, you, you know, the one which prolonged Putin's terms. Um, so, uh, and one of these, one of the uh, people who actually um, was in the video was like a veteran 
of a second world war he just was there for like five seconds or something like this and so and navalny uh in in his twitter he just posted a comment on this video like uh, 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 this video with the comments so like these are all kind of like bad people and like they lackeys and traitors and something like this um who like uh, promote this constitutional reform and so now they're uh suing him for uh libel against the veteran of the second world War, oh my god which is uh, doesn't make sense again even by russian standards uh and so now he's kind of still in sentence, yeah probably yeah yeah it does yeah. seem like they get every opportunity kind of to kind of what what can we sue him for actually if he didn't actually commit any crimes you know i mean it's it, it reminds me of like if you have a company and you're like well someone's just super annoying in the office and you're like well we need to fire them they haven't done anything wrong <laughs> just well, no one exactly. likes them so let's spend the next six months trying to figure out every little thing that they're breaking, build up a case on it, and then we can fire him six months from now. It's um, what about his like his social media? He seems incredibly savvy with social media stuff, like the videos he's putting together. There's also that video which I shared on our Twitter. Uh, you can go check it yeah. out now, Lost America Pod on Twitter. Um, of the lady, one of his cohorts, when she's being arrested, she's playing Beethoven on her piano. Yes. As yes, they're yes. coming it's into not, the restaurant. It's not one of his team, actually, but she's like a leader okay. of um, of uh, a union, like a doctor's union, like because there's no actual unions, uh, like professional unions, right? Yeah. In Russia. Okay. Uh, and like it's been it's been like this since Soviet times, because like there were, of course, it was all about workers and unions, but all the unions were curated by the KGB or somebody sure. and, the, and they were not actually like a free organizations and so now they kind of maintain the same and if, if people try to organize an actual union uh which is They're... possible and legal they try to kind of uh, shut it down and kind of say it's like a legal organization or something like this so she's the uh head of the union of doctors and she was and she became very popular uh like exposing how uh, you know the the local hospitals are kind of understaffed and uh, don't have the masks and gloves and anything. So okay. uh, and they kind of they would collect money like like uh, uh, from people and, and and buy this equipment and then bring them to the to the hospitals. You know and uh, the the local hospital had like the heads of the hospital didn't like that of course and they called the police because that would mean that if they don't have enough that means that. It's their fault. They 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 they, they uh, took the money, you know. Which yeah, was... arrest the whistleblower is the yeah. Uh, we we do that sometimes too. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I remember the video that you're talking about. That you're talking about is the one she's playing the piano. Yeah. It's this amazing video. She's sitting in her home, calmly playing Beethoven, as a raid. The police are coming in, raiding her house, and then ultimately arresting her. But what it showed me is. She knows that if she's playing, she knows that that's going to be a more exciting video to watch. And then that video will be shared. It'll go viral. Right. Savvy. And then, and then people, it'll get attention. And it seems like, I mean, I guess she's not directly related with Navalny, but Navalny has this history too. He seems to have mastered, and, and I guess a lot of people have seemed to have mastered this social media thing. Which... Yeah, he and his whole team, and there's a lot of people behind it. Of course, like a, like a few people, very important people for online functioning of this whole thing are, of course, not in Russia because they had to flee to, uh, I think, Volkov is in Germany and somebody else as well, I think, is in Switzerland or something. Because 
uh, if everybody was accessible, they would just arrest them all and stop all yeah. of it. So people coordinating the online uh, activity, of course, have to be outside Russia. Um, because otherwise it will just uh, they will get get away find a way to arrest everybody uh so they are and i but i i was thinking about that and i actually was um just uh, recently i noticed this thing and i thought of this kind of phrase sort of a bit about like how you know how i changed for, like for example from uh, being a comedian to being like a comedy club manager yeah and stuff so now i kind of see i i see like i i it's just you you get to, uh, you get into a different way of life and you get used to different things. For example, I used to be like this edgy political comic who was like kind of abrupt with people, but now in the comedy club manager, I need to kind of make connections and be more friendly. So now I became more friendly and there's now literally only two categories of people that I actively dislike. It's just the comedians and the audience. And this is, <laughs> this is all... <laughs> I, I, so, and, to, I, but the, there's the, I think saying, <laughs> there's an American saying that uh, business would be great if you didn't have customers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the point is like, I think uh, what, what the impression that I got, you know, um, um, that all of these people, Navalny and all of his team, all of his office uh, and this, uh, I don't know her name, the, the, the union uh, lady uh, over the last years, they got like, uh, arrests raids like breaking in the doors uh police taking all the equipment from the office and never returning it uh several like a couple of times a month they do it uh, uh and and questionings and everything it for them it really became a routine that's that's the thing like it's for them it's really a routine they know how to back up they know how to uh make it work so that you know the work still continues the activities the investigation still continues they have these people in europe who kind of coordinate they have servers there so it uh, the uh, the work of the organization doesn't uh like it suffers but it doesn't stop so and that's why they kind of it's it's a reality they live in. I think and they're very kind of strong people, obviously, for talk, for kind of living it, you know, and, and keep being creative in this situation. But it's just they used to it. They just okay, so it's another raid. Uh need to need to uh, refresh my piano skills. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're used to being raided. Yeah, the, they used being to being raided. raided. For them, it's like for, for us is you know, going to get groceries, you know. Well for them is it even for more them is get raided. Yeah. Is it even not even so much about Navalny, so speak, as being just it's being like anti-Putin, right? And trying to I mean, is there ever is there is there is there when is the next election? I forget from the last time we spoke. When would Putin actually be up for an actual election? Uh, 24, quotes, 24, 24. Oh, OK. Uh -huh. Yeah. Is there a hope like when you're at these when you're at the protests and stuff? Is there genuine hope that something can change or is it the people feel defeated? Hmm. Well, no, I, I don't think the people feel defeated, but uh, now I think uh, we see, you, you know, like I, I was thinking about that as well. I was thinking about the fact that this is it, basically, like, especially if we not even take Russia for in which, you know, even if we organize completely fair elections. Like now, I mean, like it's not fair because of history, like we wouldn't kind of, uh, you know, like for the last 10 years, I mean, it would help the, it would help Navalny, for example, if he runs for president, it would help him if for the last 10 years, you know, some of his team uh, were in the parliament or somewhere. But okay, if we're putting that, all that aside, if we have a fair elections, I, I think Putin actually might win, of course, you know, maybe by 50, legitimately, or, uh, 50, legitimately, right. not with 80%. 
not with 80%, of course. He would win, pro most probably. He would lose on the next one, though, I think. But the point is, um, uh, is uh, for example, if we take Belarus, where it's completely clear that nobody wants to see this fucking guy anymore, yeah. Like, and he even very slightly admits that himself. He just says, "Oh, if you know, if you're tired of Lukashenko, but let's change the constitution. Let's wait until elections. Let's do this. Let's do that." So he kind of gives them a hint that he might. Yeah, leave, Lukashenko would know. lose if there was a legitimate election. And he did. He did lose. He did yeah, lose. Yeah. And he would lose. Uh, so, uh, and still, you know, what can people do? What can people do if you know if he has uh, I don't know several you know tens of thousands of people of uh, police army who he pays and they're not a subject they're not like you know uh, an actual political subject the army or the police they're just you know they're just people who the government pays to in this case to protect them and that's it and what can you do if you have no uh, you know you have no weapons you have nothing you know in belarus for example they shot like there were videos of them shooting unarmed people in the street and, the, 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 and the, they die you know the, what else can they do there is like literally repressions there is people kind of it's kind of like a new gulag there like there was this uh, detention center where people like people got tortured and everybody knows that because belarus is a small country and they tell their friends and relatives and they tell their friends and relatives everybody knows that this is basically like a fascist regime which nobody supports and what can you do you'd have no you have no weapons you have no nothing you can't go in the street every day for a whole day, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have and a guy Misha Kalin, who comes on this episode and I mean, on this show and talks about it. Who's, who's a Belarusian comedian in Belarus. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, in Venezuela, the guy still is still in power. Maduro is still in power, even though they are much more decisive people uh, in South America, you know, than in Belarus. Yeah. And he still managed to maintain power exclusively on the account of him having armed people to protect him. And so there is no, you know, there is no um, positive example of this sort of like new 21st century, like uh, mostly like natural resources powered authoritarian regime toppling okay. because of people not supporting it anymore. Yeah, right. I mean, there, it does there are like... some of them. Yeah. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. In Russia, it does feel like Navalny has, as Turner was saying earlier, he's he's captured this kind of like brilliance as far as getting a movement going, where it's almost not yeah. about him, but there is a person. You need like a person on the side. You talk about Venezuela, and you know, but it could be years. I think is the, yeah. In Venezuela, uh, there was a person. There was a person, and but now right, but he's also he's gone. lost his power. <laughs> so, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Well, so but, uh, I think that everybody understands that on the next election, two thousand twenty-four, nothing significant will happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's just about it's a... time. It's just about time. I don't know. Maybe something will happen. I mean, nobody. Like, I, I. I don't think people are getting like particularly defeatist because pe many people kind of knew, like what. Like people who are interested in politics, people who are kind of against Putin, they know how it is. They. They. They know that they will never let Navalny run for any sort of office. Um, so. And that's uh, where there's there's people here who are this kind of like useful idiots or whatever who are like nitpicking things Navalny has said in the past you know yeah, we were reading like, a lot that of he's them. and a he's not perfect them. he's imperfect he's a, you know, done some nationalist things but yeah, kind of yeah. I think that's missing the point that's kind of playing into Putin's hands here yeah it's like, of it's course not like there are a lot, fair... a lot of this yeah. there there's a lot of the a lot of those people but uh, uh and Navalny is I mean what, what I like to say in this in, in, in this uh, case is that uh, 
the reason why Navalny is the biggest and the only literally like opposition leader who is uh, now active and who can challenge Putin, if you don't like him, because is 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 just because Putin uh, closed all the ways for you know uh, for more intelligent, for example, or more uh, like uh, uh, more intelligent, more um, sort of like refined opposition. Sophisticated, to actually yeah, he's got rid of them already. opposition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah no, we got rid of them, but uh, the legislation they they uh, put forward in the last years, uh, they kind of uh, they they stopped any possibility of uh, civilized political process. So obviously Navalny, you may like him, you may not like him. He's uh, but he's basically he's he's big, he's loud, he knows about internet, uh, and he's not he's not a thinker. He's a, he's an he's an actor, right? He he acts. He not he doesn't he's not a, a like a huge theorist. He has, uh, I mean, he, he has people to help him, of course, but he's not like this sort of like, you know, sophisticated opposition. But that's the only one who can actually try to break the wall yeah. which Putin built. You know, and if also, you want I more think... sophisticated opposition, you know, that Putin is the one not letting them be heard. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, this and it seems best. like whether you agree with him or not, you should agree with the idea that some that any opposition is allowed. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course. That's just a basic. Um. I, here, I want to wrap it up here. Um. Because yeah. we've gone long. By the way, it's super fascinating. Thanks for doing it. Um, yeah. If you go. What's uh? It's flown by. The hour's flown by. But what? What about? What have you guys heard about foreign reaction to this? Are there sanctions coming? I know Navalny has called for sanctions against Putin and Putin's, um, cohorts, his group which now that could be seen as treason. Navalny's committing treason against the country and could get 20 extra years in prison for this. But does it look like the EU or Germany by itself or the US or anyone do you know of? Um, is any sanctions coming or anything? Uh, the sanctions? Yeah, Sorry, meaning, uh, meaning like the EU will say, okay, well... Uh, yeah. Putin can't spend his money now in the European Union or something, or we will mm -hmm. not import these certain things. Like, are other countries reacting to Navalny being put in prison? Well, as far as I know, yes. As far as I know, yes. And that's what, what uh, you know, the recent, for example, recent statements of the prime minister were about, like about the internet. Yeah, is that in case... You know, like basically they're kind of now going into the open conflict about this with the European Union, with everybody. They just say, if you put some sanctions, if you do some sanctions, we are, we'll be, we'll be fine. You know, like something like this. Okay. So yeah, uh, basically Navalny called for personal sanctions. He called for personal sanctions, uh, f uh, mostly not even for, and, and he, that's his uh, uh, idea, which is simple, but brilliant. You know, that there's no point in kind of sanction, like put, uh, making sanctions against, uh, I don't know, some kind of KGB general who never goes abroad anyway because he thinks everybody's gay there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> and and so and he's irresistible. You know, like this <laughs> He's irresistible. <laughs> so if he, he went he to says, France, he'd be mobbed. Oh boy. Yes, oh boy. Yes. So the, the, he says uh we make sanctions against uh the the wallets, the money owners, the, the those oligarchs and like semi-oligarchs who finance, for example, who finance this palace, who finance all the illegal activities, 
because basically they are the real like all the Putin's friends like uh, uh, and even like people like Abramovich, you know Abramovich, right? Uh, so the I one who bought, uh, bought the football club in in England. Oh, uh, Roman, okay. yeah, the Chelsea. Yeah, it was right? a long time ago. It was, it was Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, it was okay. like uh, fifteen years ago or something. Uh, but and they're kind of they are the people who actually who uh, use the uh, natural resources of Russia who live usually outside Russia and invest that money there. Uh, but in order for them to be keep uh, to, to keep getting super rich because of Russian natural resources, they pay enormous bribes to Putin and to his, you know, to the whole yeah. system. So uh, he's called cycle. for sanctions against those people, mostly like the people who are um, uh, legally, they are not go in government, but really, they are the decision-making people. Yeah. yeah, I think there was another guy um, who bought the Brooklyn Nets, who play right down the street from me, Mikhail Prokhorov. Yes, he sold Prokhor, them. Prokhor, I think, Prokhor, yes, Prokhor, I, he, he ended sold, up selling he them. Sold but... them a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but Chelsea, he's, he's yeah. But he's, I think, he's one of the guys who were kind of smart enough to kind of distance himself. He got some, he got money. He didn't get, he didn't get the rich, he didn't become the richest one. And he kind of distanced himself from. Just enough to buy so, an so NBA team. Yes. He's, yeah. he's not, not in the, he's, not, he's not in the list, on the list of names to be sanctioned. Got it. But, uh, okay. Some others are. Mm -hmm. Well, Thank you so much, man. This has been great. I feel uh, like we're gonna have to come back to this again down the road. We just keep <laughs> we, like half the saga. stuff we didn't even get to. Yeah, we had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, but, this uh, is awesome. Watch the film. Watch the Putin Palace thing. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, Putin's Palace, and Quite it's it's um, translated, uh, subtitled in English, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm watching it right That's when we good, get off because we got here. a dumb audience. We need that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. a lot of Russian speakers in our audience. Thank yeah. you, Oleg. Thanks for doing it. Thank Everybody, go get some magic spoon. Subscribe patreon.com slash lost in america join michael lawrence jr and abe schmidt come on the, the gang <laughs> the whole gang over there kept that's it what should uh, we do i'm in florida i gotta go to the beach so i'm gonna get lost get lost <laughs>